what Ananias he was an ordinary believer he's sitting there I guarantee if we were if we can go back you know back then they didn't have cars but they they sold camels and they sold donkeys and he's on I'm a donkey dealer I'm a camel dealer I don't know you know he's just doing his everyday job and yet God chooses this man who's selling a one hump or a two hump you want a one hump camel or a two hump camel I'll give you a deal on the two hump if you get a one hump also come on can I get you know what I'm saying this is his man he's an ordinary guy He's just getting up every day, praying, seeking God. He might have been there on the day of Pentecost. There's 120 there. We don't have a list of every single person's name. But he he might have been there. But he's just an ordinary believer. He's not known. We live in a generation where they want to be known. They want 550 million followers on Instagram, 550 million followers on Facebook. They got to go take the picture 50 million times until it's the right angle so it looks, you know, perfect. Do we want, this is the generation we live. But God is not looking for the next Justin Bieber to get saved, to bring a revival. He's looking for every ordinary believer to step out of their house to tell somebody about Jesus because you don't know who you're going to impact. I guarantee if we could go back, Ananias had no idea that he was going to lay hands on the man who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Guaranteed. I guarantee he didn't know that because he had questions. If he would have known that, he would have jumped up and said, you better believe I'll be there, regardless of what it looks like. Because everybody in the flesh, the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, all that, it wants to puff you up. It wants to make you big. It wants to make you give me all the followers, give me the nice likes, all that. Come on. Just being honest with you, just relating to you, this generation, they're hungry for fame. They're hungry for fortune. They're hungry for attention. But this man, he's just a simple, ordinary believer, just living his life. And he laid hands on the man who changed history. I want to get this in your spirit. Simple obedience changes history. Simple obedience will change the course of history. Come on, somebody. We're, we're too busy looking for the super uh, crazy miraculous. We miss the supernatural. We, it's supernatural. This, this man just said, yes, I'll go. He knew he had letters to, to lock him up. He knew he could have died, but he just went. He had a valid question, but after he asked it, the Lord responded, and he just said, yes, sir. We need disciples in this day and age who will say, yes, sir, I will go. I will go and tell them. I will go and preach the gospel. I will share it at my workplace. I will share it at my school place. I will share it everywhere I go because Jesus could come back before the midnight hour strikes tonight. He could come back in the next moments. You got to tell them. God uses ordinary believer. And what did he do? He didn't only just tell him, hey, the Lord Jesus showed up. He got him filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. We can't leave it all up to the evangelists and the pastors to get this thing done. Time is running out. There's almost 8 billion people on the planet. I can't reach 8 billion people, though I'm going to run as hard as I can to do that. But if all of us go and tell somebody about Jesus today and somebody about Jesus tomorrow and somebody about Jesus the next day, we're going to see thousands upon thousands of people saved. Can you say amen? Come on. God wants to use you to shake your generation. Hallelujah. We're all called to this generation. So he wants to use ordinary people. Now, I want to get this in your spirit because when you hear ordinary, you think that's just boring. Ordinary doesn't mean boring. Ordinary just means it's just an everyday type thing. You know, you, you compare yourself to people who, or you could compare yourself to people who's on TV because you think that's extraordinary. No, ordinary is every day. You're just doing what God tells you to do every single day. You get up tomorrow, God, what do you want me to do? That's ordinary. That's not boring. The life with Christ is never boring. 
It's never boring, ever. I'll tell you right now, since I gave my life to Jesus, it's been the last, last thing it's been is boring. I'm telling you what, it's been interesting, very interesting. I mean, I met some characters. I met some people, man. I've been places that you, man, you probably would never step foot in, and that's not boasting on me. I'm just saying, I've met some people, and it's hilarious. I mean, I got some funny jokes. I could tell some jokes, man. I've been in places. Haven't you heard of Skid Row? California. Last time I was here, I was talking about going to New York City and all that, and uh, I won't get into that. You have to watch it on YouTube, but I was t- saying God's going to send us to new places. Well, I got a call to go to Skid Row in California, Los Angeles. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm watching these videos on YouTube. I'm like, man, this is crazy. If you know anything about Skid Row, it's like tents for miles. It's tents. It's tents. I mean, just tents, tents. I mean, it's crazy. It's a third world country over there in, in LA. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, if you think you need to find a mission field outside of the United States, you're wrong. You just need to go to Skid Row or go to Philadelphia, go to McPherson Park. You can find a great mission field right there. I'm telling you right now. But I remember going, and Pastor, we went the first day, and I went with a small group of people, and we were just preaching, telling people about Jesus. I mean, this is just funny stuff. And you're getting out there, and these are homeless people. You know, they're desperate. They're desperate for God. We're getting them plugged into a, it's called the Dream Center out there, where they give drug rehab and all that, and we're doing our best. You know, we're just telling them about Jesus, getting them saved on the street. And uh, I remember remember this one lady. Oh, man, we're going up to her on the second day, and we already led like 150 people to the Lord in the first day because we went out there for like six to eight hours. I mean, we're just like, we're like boots on the ground, army men out there. We're just out there winning souls. And the next day, we stirred some things up. And I remember going out there on the streets, and this lady, I mean, she she followed us, just like in the book of Acts. She followed us for a couple blocks. I mean, she is screaming her head off. She's yelling, these, these men are of the devil. These men are of the devil. All this stuff. I mean, it was crazy. Just crazy stuff. You'd be like, what the heck? Hold up. Why did I come here? This is nuts. She's, she's nuts. But it's biblical. This is the book of Acts. There's devils out there. I'm just telling you straight up, there's devils in America. You don't got to fly to Africa to see devils. Just go to Los Angeles. They'll start popping up everywhere. I mean, popcorn, man. Devils. Everywhere. I remember... I remember, man, she's yelling at us, and there's this guy pushing a wheelchair, and we're trying to lead him to the Lord, and we're like, you were just screaming at the top of her lungs at this guy to like him hear the gospels because she's screaming over here, and uh, all of a sudden, the lady in the wheelchair, she starts screaming too. She's going off, oh, don't say the prayer, and we're getting to the part where they, we lead him to the Lord, and I remember they started screaming. You see, I love that you, you brought about the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, joy, the devil hates it when you get happy. The devil hates it when you laugh at him. Come on. You ever got an enemy? You just start laughing at the devil, I'm telling you, and he hates that. And so here we are. We're leading this guy to the Lord, and I'm cracking up because I was with another evangelist, and he's like, he's real loud. He's a big guy. He's like yelling at the top of his lungs for this guy to get saved. And I'm cracking up, and these people are screaming and hollering, and they're like, don't say the prayer. Don't say the prayer. Don't say the prayer. And here's this guy. He's like, he's like ignoring them, and he's saying the prayer. He's getting born again right there on the streets of Skid Row. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Praise God. Oh, it was, it was amazing. And they're still screaming. And I remember this pastor was with me. And he, he looked at her because I said, man, this is just like the book of Acts. This lady's been following us for a while. And she's just screaming and hollering. And he's like, yeah, you're right. He turns around and looks at her. And he says, in the name of Jesus, I command you to shut up. And you know what she started doing? She started backing up, backing up for two blocks. She's still, she's still going off, but she's backing up. I mean, she, it's like all of a sudden she just hit the, it's like God hit the rewind button. And she's backing up. I'm, we're cracking up. We are laughing our heads off. I'm telling you. This stuff is crazy. But guess what? Simple obedience changes history. These people are getting touched. These people are getting saved. People are getting plugged in. People are getting discipled now. The region is changing. See, the answer to America, the answer to these areas and everything going on is Jesus. It's simple, guys. It's Jesus. It's the Holy Ghost. 
But he's waiting for ordinary people who will say, yes, Lord, use me. Just like Ananias, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be who you want me to be. Not my will, but thine be done. Amen. So he's looking for somebody available. But I had this in my spirit in, in January, praying and fasting and seeking the Lord, like most people do in January. And the Lord said, I'm going to use, this year is going to be a year where I use the ordinary to do the extraordinary. Why? Because his hand comes upon your life. See, you and yourself, you ain't going to do anything. You can build something as big as you want in Hollywood or whatever. You can get all the fame and fortune, but one day, just like that, crumbles and gone. You've seen that with people who have been raised up in Hollywood. Come on. One day they're here, the next day they're gone. And guess what? The record deals are just selling all their stuff and making all their money because that's all they wanted. They just wanted their money from them. But with God, he'll put his hand upon your life. And when his hand comes upon your life, you'll do the ridiculous. You'll see the extraordinary in your life. You will see it happen. The extraordinary. God wants individuals who will say, yes, Lord, use me. I don't care what it looks like. And it doesn't have to be ministry. I'm sharing a lot about ministry because that's what I do. But God wants to raise people up in business. He wants to raise people up in government. He wants to raise people up in every area of life. He wants to raise the kids up. You want to know the answer to the school systems problem? Get the Holy Ghost in the kids. Get them full of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And they'll go in there and cast the devil out of people. Come on, I'm telling you. They're bringing this nonsense into the schools. Well, they, they could stop me from going in there because I'm a reverend, but they can't stop that seven-year-old kid full of the Holy Ghost who says, in the name of Jesus, come out. I'm telling you, that's the answer. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. He's the answer. Simple obedience will change history. Simple obedience will change history. I want my brother to come up here real quick, quickly. Come up here because... If you were here last time, I shared this story about how I got saved, and it was through my brother. But I want you to hear what happened to him because, really, I, when I share this, I think of him as Saul, in a way, and then he becomes Ananias, and then like, and then something happens. Just share when you were in Terre Haute, the fire of God came upon your life. Yeah, so um, I was I was not saved. I grew up in a Christian family, um, but I had ran from God, and I knew I was called of God at five years old. I had an encounter with God at an altar in a church in Wheatfield, Indiana, uh, to be exact. And the power of God touched me at five years old, but I ran from God. I uh, ran with the wrong crowd, got on drugs, alcohol, etc. cetera. And um, long story short, I was going to Indiana State University, and uh, I was in a fraternity, and I was walking back from a party on a Saturday night, and I heard this voice speak to me. I knew what it, it was God. And he said, go on your computer and Google churches. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it came a second time, it came a third time. And why God did not tell me the name of the church, I have no idea, but he wanted me to do some research. <laughs> so I went on my computer, I Googled churches, and I clicked on the first one. And it happened to be an Assemblies of God church. Um, I didn't know what the Assemblies of God was. I had no idea who these people were. Um, but I went that next morning, I put on my church clothes like I got on today, um, and uh, the pastor was preaching a message, and as he was preaching, I felt the wind of God just begin to touch my life. I felt a presence I've never felt in my life. My whole body began to shake. The power of God began to touch my life. I started weeping uncontrollably. Pastor gave an altar call. He laid hands on me. The fire of the Holy Ghost hit me. I started speaking in tongues. The power of God set me free. I started feeling things just fly out of me. Addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, pornography, depression. Everything just touched my life. And the power of the Holy Ghost set me free. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus a shout. 
He'll set you free when you call upon his name. Hallelujah. So from that day forward, my whole life has never been the same. And I, I called my brother and I said, Nick, this is crazy. I, I went to this church. The, this, the power of God hit me. I started speaking in this other language. I didn't know what it was, but I, it was the Holy Ghost. And I said, dude, I don't have a desire to even drink, uh, smoke pot, anything. Something happened to me. And I said, Nick, give God seven days. I said, just give him seven days. He's like, okay, I'll give God seven days. And I was praying for my brother over and over. I said, God, touch my brother. Because we knew we were called into the ministry. We both knew when we were like this high. We came to this church. My mom took us here when we were kids. We, know all, we knew all about this church. And mom, mom did a great job raising us. But we just we decided to take our own path. But I said, Nick, give God seven days. And he gave God seven days. And I remember he was at a, an Assemblies of God church in Fort Wayne. He was at uh, IPFW going to school, and the fire of God hit Nick. He started praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, something happened to me. The fire of God hit me. I got saved at an altar, and now let's go to Bible school and go into the ministry. Praise God. So that's our story. We're radical for Jesus. Soul winners were casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead. Come on, the days of Lester Summerall are coming back to the world. Hallelujah. The greatest days are ahead. This generation is rising up with the fire of God, setting the captives free. Hallelujah. Shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Woo. Love you, man. Come on. Simple obedience changed the course of history for my life. He began to pray. He didn't share this part. He began to pray after he got to the Holy Ghost. When he told me to give him seven days, he'd pray for me four to six hours a day in his car because God was leading him, and he was just being obedient. See, never underestimate the simple things you do for the Lord have major impact, major impact. Because of that, thousands of souls have been saved because he pressed in for me. Whoever you're pressing in for is going to happen. Come on, somebody. The same Holy Ghost that touched us will touch you today. Come on. God will raise you up just like he raised us up. He's a pastor. He didn't say this. He's a pastor in Kansas City now. Has a church. Come on. What is God going to do with your life? Come on. What are you going to do here at this church to help these pastors? It's going to be amazing. God has bigger plans. You think what happened in the 90s and with Dr. Sumrall was amazing? Absolutely. But you think greater things are ahead. Come on. He laid the foundation for this generation. He laid the foundation for this church. And these pastors are going to run with fire. And they're going to bring something new. And, and it's good. Everything's new. The new things flow from the Holy Ghost. But you got to get behind that. you got to say, yes, Lord. I'll do whatever is asked of me. I don't care what it looks like. And when you get that attitude, you get hungry, you get thirsty for God. I'm telling you what, God will place his hand upon your life and you'll never live another life of boring. You're gonna see the supernatural flow from your hands. You're gonna go into places and lay hands on the sick and they're gonna recover. You're gonna go into places and they're gonna get delivered of devils. You're gonna go into places and be used of God. Come on, God is not finished with you. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. God is not done with you. You can be 120 and God will still use you. Come on, God's not done with you yet. Come on, everybody say, God's not done with me. He's not finished with you. He's just getting started. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Come on. I feel faith in this room. 
Come on, I feel, I see that, I see an army marching through this land. I see the army and the troops are right here in this place to shake South Bend, Indiana. Come on, if no one else will go, you go. If no one else will do it, you'll do it. If no one else will say it, you'll say it. If no one else will stand, you'll stand. Because guess what? There'll be a fourth man in that fire with you. No matter how bad the persecution, no matter what they do to you, the fire of the Holy Ghost will carry you through. Amen. This Holy Ghost is available to everybody. This fire of God is available to you today. You may be sitting here saying, I've never heard anything like this before. Well, guess what? It's available for you. Are you tired of boarding life? Are you tired of getting up and having a hard life? The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard, but the way of the righteous is flourishing. The way of the righteous is blessing. The way of the righteous is goodness, mercy. The way of the the righteous is amazing. Come on. Where are my Ananias disciples at? Where are my Ananias? Where are my Ananias? The Lord is saying, Ananias, Ananias. And he's just waiting for you to say, yes, Lord, here am I. Ananias, 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 Ananias. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I just want everybody to bow their heads in this place. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to pray. And I want to give a call. This first call. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you've come into this place. You've never, ever given your life to Jesus Christ. I want you to know, to even be used by God, you must be born again. You must be saved. And Jesus came to save you. He didn't come to condemn this world. He didn't come to condemn you or put you in condemnation. He came to save you. And if you call upon his name, the Bible says you shall be saved. So maybe you've come into this place. Someone dragged you here today. You've never, ever heard anything like this. You never heard the gospel. You never heard about Jesus. And you're saying, I'm a sinner, and I want to be right with God. Maybe that's you. Maybe you came into this place, and you're saying, man, there's something different about this atmosphere. From the time worship started, even till now, you felt a tug on your heart saying there's something different here. And you want to be right with God. You want to know for sure that you're going to heaven. I want you to know there is a real heaven and a real hell. And you don't have to go to hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid. The blood was shed. He made a way out of hell. You don't have to go to hell. Or maybe you come to this place and you fit in this second category. That maybe you once served God and now you, you weren't serving God. And you fell way away from God. But today he's saying, come, come come. He's the God of second chances. He's the God of third chances. He's the God of 10 chances. Come on. If you're still breathing, he's not done with you. Come make it right with God. Come. Will you come? He's calling you. Maybe it's something that happened outwardly. Everyone reminds you on the anniversary, a divorce, a sudden illness. Somebody died unexpectedly. Something happened. It rocked your world and it caused you to get jaded with God. But today he's saying, come back, come back, come back. Or maybe it's something inward no one knows about, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things of the heart. Something's crept in, something's got in you, and it's caused you to get sideways with God, but today he's saying, come, come, come. Or maybe you come to this place and the devil's always telling you you're not saved, but you want to know for sure that you're saved beyond a shadow of a doubt. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, preacher, pray for me, that's me. Raise your hand just right now. Just say, pray for me, preacher. Thank you. Thank you. Hands going up all over this place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's for the first call. The second call would be this. I hear this message on Ananias. 
I feel this fire you're talking about, and I want this fire. I want to be used. I'm an ordinary person. I'm not calling. I'm not telling you you need to drop and quit your job and go into Bible school and do something crazy. I'm just saying, make yourself available to God. Will you make yourself available? When he says, Ananias, will you say, yes, sir, here am I? And whatever he tells you to do, will you do it? Will you do it? If you feel a tug in your heart saying, man, that spoke to me today, I want you just to raise your hand and say, that really spoke to me. Amen. Hands going up all over this place. Hands going up all over this place. Thank you, Jesus. With everybody looking at me, in these, these sections here, in the first, with the first call, if you raised your hand and you say, I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God, I want you just to raise your hand and say, pray for me. Pray for me. Amen. Amen. This section here, say, pray for me. Amen. 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 Over here, say, pray for me. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZanerMinistries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.